sorry for the late episode. Um, you would think in lockdown I'd have absolutely nothing to do. Um, which I don't. But shit be crazy. We fucking work and college and stuff. You know, people are going back. I saw a tweet today that uh, going back to college has never felt more like going back to school after the Christmas break. Which is probably true. Um, during all this, I've been trying to get a an internship with uh, marketing agencies and stuff like that and businesses and of course in the uh, in the climate that we're in it's not particularly easy you know you're definitely not going to be getting a paid internship uh, unless you're going with a big old accounting firm whatever I'm sure this is not uh, interesting to anybody but I'm gonna tell it anyways because nothing's been going on nothing has been said uh, nothing has been done so we're back to square one mentally emotionally physically but i'm trying to get this job i'm trying you know i've gotten the foot through the door when it comes to interviews all that and i get told every time listen we just can't accept you right now and when you get your first uh, interview you're like yeah i'm gonna fucking smash this i'm a like you know i'm a i'm a likable guy you know i'm a good person just let me in i'm sound you know you don't need to check my uh my references, stuff like that. Go on, just, just give me a job. I'm good. Unfortunately, that's not how it goes. And uh, they don't care how sound you are. And uh, they kind of care about if you're good at the job or not. Which, you know. <laughs> nerds. But. At the same time. I'm trying to kind of keep everything in order college-wise. And, you know, be going to work. Still keeping the lights on the country. But when you get that like first interview you're like fuck like i, I can I, as i said i can ace this you know this is going to be fine in and out they're going to see like my self-worth and stuff like that and they'll you know they'll take me take me in easily with open arms because you know if you if you're of you know sound mentality you'll be like oh you know i'm i value myself pretty well if i show that these people will also value me pretty well and they'll be you know chomping at the bit to take me in it's probably the best ego check you can ever have going for a job interview because you go in especially when you're young um not saying that i've had many interviews but like especially when it doesn't go well or even worse when it goes well and they still don't um take you on board because you start to realize that there are people that value themselves just as much as you value yourself uh, in a positive light. And their qualifications outweigh your self-worth in your mind. And you can't really, I suppose, you can't really rank that in your mind. You, because you can only monitor your own self-worth. This is getting very Jordan Peterson-esque that I'll go into in a second but when you kind when the penny drops when the other shoe falls so to speak and you now know after a few interviews you're like fuck i'm not i'm not like i'm, I'm still good and some people take bad interviews and like not getting a job is like fuck i am like i am in the deep end here i'm swimming with sharks there is no hope for me I'm not going to be getting a job anywhere, anytime soon. What's the point of even going to these interviews? 
because you know if you take enough if you take enough shots to the body you're gonna drop uh and it's the same when it comes to your mentality about getting things and stuff like that and you know i i was certainly at that point after it's nothing to brag about but five interviews five different agencies and firms and companies and all of them are like yeah you know i, I love the uh, i love the energy i love the uh, the the work ethic and stuff like that that you tracked me down you got a uh, in all fairness i had i had help um getting the inside track with some people but sometimes you got to do that you know dale doback 316 it's all about who you know and luckily enough i knew somebody that was in the kind of the marketing sphere to get me a few interviews and they say all the same things like oh you know x person you know dropped me a line you know have an interview have a chat with this guy and they real you realize pretty quickly that they really couldn't give less of a shit about you and that's not even a bad thing because they probably have a hundred things going in their own mind saying like shit like our industry is kind of dying because of covid and i don't know if i'm going to have a job in the next five months if it keeps going this way why would i ever really care about this young guy that's pro or like student guy or girl whoever why would i ever care about what they want and they probably want a paid internship you know who doesn't want to get paid for you know doing work and being in there it's what you know when you get to a certain point in your life that's what you think you deserve um and this all goes back to the ego check of the whole working experience because you then realize that a on one hand they probably don't particularly care and it's not it's not particularly out of like oh i don't care about this person like fuck them it's more like i've got too much shit on my plate to even entertain the idea that this is you know on my to-do list mentally or even within work and that and then and you can't understand that because you've never been into a firm before you've never been in a job before and that's one hand of it and then on the other hand if they are taking on people it gets to a point where as i said you value yourself very well and there's somebody in an equal position that values themselves just as much as you do and you might have the inside track because you you know you knew somebody that knew this person and you got an in with them yada 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 and then there's this other person that may have not had an in with them had the outside track of the whole experience but got in through merit of their own skills degree education upbringing what what have you you know however they presented themselves interview wise cv wise doesn't matter and i think the old ways of nepotism within business are they're starting to dwindle and it's not a it's not particularly gone because we all know people who have gotten a job because they knew this person their cousin's pally with them and he went to school with this person you know all of that all of that you know jazz that goes on we we all know it goes on um and sometimes like you just gotta know when to fold them 
against some people because you're like, oh, this guy went to school with this person. He's friends with his cousin. He got the inside track early on. You know, I can't compete with this person. Not because I don't value myself and I don't have the right uh, qualifications, but because he's just gotten a better... He's just got shown a better hand than me on this occasion. But now, the roles have kind of reversed where I was that person in many of the cases in the interviews where I had the inside track of knowing people but the person that probably rightfully so I'm not a sore loser but probably rightfully so had better qualifications than myself when it comes to digital design and creative marketing whatever boring monotonous shit they probably got in on their merit which is impressive and congratulations to them and there's no better feeling i'm sure of getting said job and of course throughout all of this to work it back down to its kind of origin of why i'm talking about this you have to do an internship for 20 weeks that's a fucking long amount like that's that's a long while that's yeah and you have to do 20 weeks set up by the college and throughout all of this with the new lockdown stuff they haven't said a word they haven't said oh these are your dates that you have to be taken and there is no compromise on that it's so cloak and dagger it's not it shows that a colleges are not running at the full capacity that they should be which is in a way understandable for if you want to take a kind of an educator's point of view in it because it's tough for everybody but if you want to take it from the student's point of view, they want to know exactly what's going on. They want to know exactly what dates they have. You know, they want to know, you know, am I going to have to go through the school to get an internship? Am I going to have to go through friends, family, what have you? You know, there's very little substitute being made for the failures of the college and you know and the you can put enough blame on yourself and you can put enough blame on the college not informing you what you have to do and like even with the new lockdown structure surely they should have had a plan for every third year student and this goes for like every college out there now whether you be in dcu ucd trinity tud fucking out in galway nuig wherever when it comes to doing a placement uh you know you should be able to rely on your college being like okay we knew maybe a lockdown was coming we're going to reschedule the dates if you already have a thing set up for these dates keep it you know whatever and i'm the first person to say look i do not want to do another semester of online college I'd much rather be, man. I'd much rather be doing a an online internship because at least then, you know, you you'll experience what it's like to have to battle with these, you know, these barriers and stuff like that to overcome it all. But yeah, that was that's my two cents on that. It's it's not easy, and for anybody that's in the same boat, fucking power to you. If you've gotten an in, if you've gotten an interview, fucking smash it. If you haven't, don't worry, the right one will come along. 
and you know just fucking keep the head up i suppose because what else can you really do it's such such blunt advice just like, yeah you know keep the spirits up chin up champ doesn't matter how many uh, shots you take just once you keep moving forward and all that bollocks anyways i've been trying to get back because i realized throughout all of this i haven't done anything in the lockdown as shit as it sounds and i know everybody's like oh stop speaking about it you know we just we don't want to hear this right now it's fine i won't speak about it but i've tried to improve myself and i used to be big into reading uh not so much anymore my mind has kind of become vegetated vegetized uh in a state where i can't actually make sense of new words i just kind of have to phonetically put them together and be like uh, expectations exceptional okay uh and so on and so forth but i was given a book over the christmas period and i know people are going to scoff and cringe when i say this jordan peterson's book 12 rules for life an antidote and an, again i the fucking words man an antidote to chaos it's the fucking lobster one if I've, if anybody has kind of any inkling about it if anybody's read a lot of jordan peterson and i was kind of skeptical going in i was like ah he's a bit of a nutter you know what he says probably isn't uh all that viable but fuck like some of the shit that he says is so so true and i know people are saying oh like this is not a fucking book club podcast i ain't got i ain't got shit to do so this is what i'm doing i'm reading and it's so fucking good it's so good to be like god this makes sense of why i'm feeling this way and he's a psychologist and stuff like that so he's he's just so it's if you can kind of grit the teeth and get through i would say 30 pages then it hits the good stuff but you need to read that 30 pages to get the full experience if you get me it's kind of like it's kind of like a, a screwball ice cream you know you eat through all the monotonous you know shitty ice cream but once you do you get down to that little gum drop ball and start chewing the fuck out of it uh and you know you're not just gonna throw the ice cream away because that's fucking psychopathic uh so yeah nice uh, uh analogy there there's a chapter in it or kind of a subsection in it's called top and bottom yep that's what it's called and i'm gonna just read the first thing for it the first few lines there is an unspeakably primordial calculator deep within you at the very foundation of your brain far below your thoughts and feelings it monitors exactly where you are positioned in society on a scale of one to ten for the sake of argument if you're a number one the highest level of status you're an overwhelming success if you're a male you have preferential access to the best places to live highest quality food you know you're tracking all, all kinds of hot bitches and shit like that people compete to do you favors shit like that and if you're a 10 you're essentially dog shit your posture is bad your attitude to life is terrible um the food that you're eating is slop if you can afford to 
even have it in the first place. Essentially the worst place to be mentally, physically, what have you. And if you are at this low status, you have, as I said, nowhere to live, food is terrible, poor, you know, you are more likely to fall ill, age rapidly, die young, with a few of any to mourn you, even money itself may prove of little use. You won't know how to use it because it's difficult to use money properly when you don't know, you know, what the true value is and you fucking spend it on God knows what. So, I was thinking through this, where do you rank yourself mentally? Because it all comes as weird as it's going to sound. I know you have to get good treatment to be able to be a good person. But if you don't value yourself, how are you going to do anything good? That's like shooting a runner in the leg before he even gets to start the race. And it all comes back to the interview where obviously I've been treated well throughout my life when it comes to being very privileged, what have you, you know, great friends, you know. Not to say that there hasn't been learning curves and moments of pain that we all feel because we all have to do it a world without pain is a world that you can't learn from and you can't get better from so i think i've you know i've gone through the right steps and processes and i think i i perceive myself as essentially good high nice standard and it probably drops when you feel bad everybody feels bad in that way but it definitely put myself it put myself into perspective when i did these interviews that kind of sub-brain emotional calculator that peterson was talking about where you rank yourself on a scale of one to ten and the more blows you get to your psyche your emotions you know what have you you know not not to go on the fucking psychology trained but you know they say dr phil has said on multiple podcasts he says if you're standing out in a hot hot day in the middle of texas on a tarmac road your feet's burning off you're either gonna run back or you're gonna run forward because you aren't gonna stand there and melt yourself down to the bone because that's what pain does you either move forward or you move back but I'm saying that your upbringing and the opportunities that you got stir you in a better direction. So say you got a shitty upbringing. You know, mom left, dad's taking care of you. Not saying anything against single parents. You know, dad's drinking. You get a shit education. You're not doing good at school. Friends dislike you. You get a bad reputation. What have you. Posture's bad. Mentality's poor. Whatever. If you go into, say, a job interview where you're essentially selling yourself and putting yourself out there, it's not going to be good. Even if you manage it to be good, like many people know when it comes to interviews, if it is good, you can still be told no. And if it's bad, you're definitely going to be told no, that you're not getting this job. And that can be a huge blow mentally, psychologically, whatever. But somebody who's had poor upbringing and poor 
a poor past of like multiple blows to the psyche and mind what have you you know if they don't get that job that's going to be another blow and then they could easily just go backwards rather than forwards when their fucking skin's melting off on the tarmac they aren't going to be going forward because they rather than saying right i'm going to get better i'm going to prepare myself more i'm going to get stronger i'm going to get fitter what have you if it's you lose a fight i'm going to get back up get back on the horse you know i'm going to prepare myself better i'm going to dress better clean shave and what have you have my points boom 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 ready to go instead of doing that like i hope a lot of people would they go that was a painful experience i never want to do that again so they hide and they shield themselves off from pain which is essentially shielding yourself off from learning what i learned from in this book i haven't finished it i would definitely definitely advise for anybody that's going through any kind of mental stress whatever fucking read this book it is so good it is like it is mantra to live by some of this stuff and i know people be like oh he's you know he's reading that weird fucking mental quotes book that like half of the instagram girls put up and highlight on their fucking books you know who you are and put up on their story but it just shows that if you, and sorry to get back to the person that's shielding them themselves off from pain and stress what have you they'll never learn and they'll never get better because if you as i said if you shield yourself off from pain you're never going to learn you're never going to improve but sometimes you can't really blame them because from the amount of blows that somebody has gotten you know what's to say that anybody like there's always that who's to say that anybody would be able to recover from that if their life is that shitty you know you have those rags to riches stories you know especially through fighters you know oh i was adopted i had nobody to go drug addict what have you and then they rise to the top because they become mentally strong and they get forged in this place of hate and they don't want to lose and they don't want to go back to that they don't want to go back to that place of pain that's the motivator for them they don't want to jump back on that tarmac so they're going to run forward as fast as they can away from it there's a great story about footballer wilfred zaha of how if anybody's watching he gets all pissy during the matches and he doesn't you know if he gets fouled he's slapping the ground and getting in people's faces what have you he was homeless at one point and he said the motivation came from being homeless he said it was an experience that i never ever wanted to feel again like who would who would want to feel that in the first place and he said i will never ever forget that as a motivator i'm never going to go back to that place that low point in my life so i'm going to work until the wheels fall off and i have success so you can take it in that way or you can take it in the other way but if you're from somebody this is getting so in my own head and i'm thinking about this now it's probably gonna sound so nonsensical or just gibberish but say you come from the better side of town you come from the right side of town raised silver spoon in the mouth what have you because everybody knows those people that got raised with everything they got 
everything given to them. They don't have to work in their 20s, what have you, because daddy always has that money to dosh out. They have no self-dependence, and because this they get, they rate themselves in this calculator of their own mind and psyche that they are a 10 or a 1. They are number 1. Top of the food chain. But that's a false pretense because they have done nothing to earn it, but they reap all the rewards of somebody that has actually gone out there felt pain and like earned something from this world and we all know those people that they're so ignorant to their own bias and so ignorant to their own rich upbringing that they never think they're wrong and they never think they're in any sort of problem which is it's admirable at sometimes because like jesus this guy really doesn't feel like he's in trouble when in reality he is and that probably gives people the clarity to see to get out of said trouble but then again some people go the other other way they can't see the fucking train coming and it hits them but what does it take for the good people on the right side of the tracks and good upbringing to go backwards on the tarmac to say this is too much i'm not going to be doing this anymore because you had the nurture of somebody with possibilities and chances in life yet something like i know and everybody's different but is it possible that you can rank the breaking point for people when it comes to mentality Uh, and maybe that's one of the things that hasn't been you know figured out by anybody so far maybe some people that are doing psychology or whatever want to chime up and send me a message and you know say that no no this the study does it you know if this happens you're going to be broken and i could be wrong but say you had like the worst day ever and you're one of the the good-sided people girlfriend breaks up your boyfriend breaks up with you fucking car breaks down lost my job pet fucking died have to pay for your mother's medical bills because she's sick you know everything is going down in this loop in this fucking black hole down the middle and you're saying this is so bad i can't like i cannot do this anymore like what like the weight of life is becoming too heavy for me as ominous as that sounds i wasn't trying to allude to any other kind of fuck this i'm not sticking around on this planet much longer with all the stuff that's going on i'm cleaning up this mess but when you know when does it take those good people to break and how different are they really to those people that got a good upbringing or a bad upbringing more like it's it's crazy and i know this is all fucking gibberish but fucking 12 rules for life an antidote to chaos jordan peterson pick that shit up so good that's all that i'm gonna leave you with for anybody that's kind of having a tough time through this lockdown hit me up do whatever fucking i'm loving it i'm 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 loving yeah i'm gonna say that i'm actually as bad as kind of like things are going i'm actually enjoying the time i have to myself and just speaking to people over zoom and what have you and 
with family and stuff like that. So, you know, try and see the silver linings to this big old cloud, my friends. So, thanks for listening. Follow the Instagram page. It's recently been uploaded. Thanks very much. See you later.